our professional accomplishments tend to fall into this category where you think, if I get this promotion, I'll finally get to feel like I'm competent in my job. Guess what? When you get the promotion, you still have the same brain that thinks the same thoughts. <laughs> so getting the promotion at the beginning might feel good. It might validate that part of your ego that's like, yeah, I'm accomplished. But without changing your mindset and changing how you think, you're still going to have the same thoughts of feeling inadequate, not good enough, all of the reasons that you wanted the promotion in the first place. Welcome to Is This All There Is, the podcast for high-achieving women who have checked all the boxes and are left feeling overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and stuck. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ryan Fear, and in each episode, we'll use principles of cognitive psychology, feminist theory, and expert mindset coaching to help you build the confidence and clarity you need to accomplish whatever it is you want, even if you don't yet know what that is. Hey everybody, how is it going? So as I'm recording this, my family and I have just gotten back from our two weeks in Europe, which was fabulous. We are all still super jet-lagged, so not as sharp as I usually am, but that's okay. The trip was amazing, and you know, last week we talked about decisions and how to make decisions. And with traveling, there are so many decisions. What are we going to see? What are we going to do? And as a former anxious traveler, whenever I would go somewhere, I would have a massive fear of missing out. Like, for example, in Paris, there's so many things to see and so many things to do. And we were only there for four days, five days total, I think. And so obviously we couldn't see and do everything. So we had to make some choices. So previous me, who is run by her anxious brain, would have spent most of the time worrying about what I was missing, which obviously makes for a pretty crummy experience. But since I have these tools to manage my thinking and manage my emotions, I was much better able to be present for the whole trip and make good decisions about what it was that I actually wanted to do from really from the inside out rather than from thinking about what are the Instagram shots that I want or what are the stories that I want to tell people. Really, I was able to figure out what it was that was important to me and make decisions based on that. So that's the theme of today's topic. It's how to know what you actually want. So I do consultation calls for prospective clients. And the first part of the consultation call is usually super easy because we talk about what's happening currently in your life. So we talk about what's going well, what's not going well, what you'd like to change. It's the second part that tends to stump the women that I speak with. And that part is the visioning part. So imagining that you could create anything that you want in your life, you could create any kind of future that you want, what is it that you really want? And that's where more often than not, women are just stumped, which I totally get when I was back being overwhelmed, unfulfilled and stuck. I remember thinking, you know, I want to feel more confident. I want to be good at my job. I want to have more time at home with my family. I want to feel like I'm doing a good job both at home and at work. But if you asked me like what I wanted the next chapter of my life to look like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you because I was so stuck in the overwhelm and just kind of in 
the current misery, for lack of a better term, of how I was feeling, that I couldn't envision a different future. So this is really common. What I've found is that most women know at their cores what they want. They just have spent a lifetime telling themselves they can't have it. So they've blocked it out or they think it's impossible and fear keeps them from pursuing it. For example, I've always really at my core wanted to be an entrepreneur, but the myth of being an entrepreneur, right, is that you struggle and you don't make money and there's a high risk of failure. And so that held me back from really like living out the life that I wanted to live. And that's what I find is all too common in the women that I work with is they have this, I call it a secret dream. And it's a secret dream that they keep hidden from everybody else. But the really sad thing is, more often than not, they keep the secret dream hidden from themselves also because they've convinced themselves that they can't have it, that it's impossible. And so then sometimes it doesn't even register anymore. This happens for a variety of reasons, especially within women because of how we're socialized and how we're conditioned. So we often don't know what we really want because we have spent a lifetime people-pleasing and doing what everyone else wants, especially women that I work with that have families. Often when they come to me, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Their families have grown and they're like, I've spent my whole life catering to other people. I don't know what I really want. Or they have spent their lives climbing the career ladder and they get to the top or close to the top and they're looking around and they're like, where's this happiness that I was promised, right? It's like the myth of having it all. Not only can we have it all, but we should and we'll be happy and fulfilled when we get there. So our social conditioning makes it really hard for us to tap into what it is that we really want. There's also this deep-seated fear of regret. What I want to say about that is it's your life. It's time for you to live it exactly the way that you want to. If you constantly regret things you did or didn't do in the past, then you won't be able to move forward. It's really important and it's a skill to be able to let the past go and to live in the present and sometimes in the future. (laughs) And I think I'll do another specific episode about past, present, future, and how to really let the past go and why that's really important. Because our brains tend to think that what's happened to us in the past has a bearing on what will happen to us in the future. But really, they're totally unrelated. But we end up, because we believe this, we keep recreating our past. Anyway, I digress. That's a topic for another day. So, Our conditioning, having a human brain, can make it really hard to know what it is that we actually want. Some of the pitfalls, too, of knowing what we want is there's the emotional component, which can make it really tricky to know what we want. So what I mean by that is most people want something because of how they think it will make them feel. So this could be a tangible thing. For example, when we were in London, we went into Harrods, which is amazing if you're into designer clothing and designer handbags. I love high quality, nicely made and designed clothing. And we went to the Gucci section and I am obsessed right now with Gucci handbags. So 
there was one that I completely fell in love with. It was this beautiful, small, silver leather handbag. And instantly my heart was like, we have to have this. <laughs> and there is an emotional component to this too, right? Because we want things because of how we think we'll feel when we have them. So for example, if I bought this handbag, I might feel like I'm deserving of luxury. I'm deserving of spending money on myself. I'm good enough to carry this fancy, expensive handbag. More often than not, we want things because we think they'll prove to us that we're good enough. And this doesn't have to be material things. This can be accomplishments too. In fact, more often than not, the things that humans want to accomplish is because of how we think we'll feel on the other side of accomplishing them. For example, when I was in my 20s, I did a few triathlons. Not because I particularly like running, swimming, or biking. I mean, I like doing all of those things just kind of in and of themselves, just for the pleasure of doing them and moving my body, but not in any kind of competitive way. And I thought that by doing triathlons, then I would get to feel accomplished. I would get to feel athletic, right? I would get to tell myself this story that I'm someone who sets high-level training goals and achieves them. That's all fine and good if you really like what you're doing and you enjoy the pursuit of it. But the pitfall is if you want to achieve something because you think you will get to feel a certain way about yourself on the other side and you don't actually like doing the thing, right? Like, let's imagine that I really didn't like running, biking, or swimming, but I thought I'm just going to do this so that I can feel good about myself. Our professional accomplishments tend to fall into this category where you think, if I get this promotion, I'll finally get to feel like I'm competent in my job. Guess what? When you get the promotion, you still have the same brain that thinks the same thoughts. <laughs> so getting the promotion at the beginning might feel good. It might validate that part of your ego that's like, yeah, I'm accomplished. But without changing your mindset and changing how you think, you're still going to have the same thoughts of feeling inadequate, not good enough, all of the reasons that you wanted the promotion in the first place. So to shortcut this, ask yourself, why do I actually want this? Do I want to go to law school because I feel like my dad will finally approve of me if I go to law school? Do I want to get this promotion because I'm really interested in this work and I like challenging myself? Or do I want to get this promotion because then I think I'll finally get to feel like I'm good at my job? There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel like you're good at your job. But guess what, my friend? Being good at your job is a thought and you can think that right now. That's 100% available to you. You get to control what you think about yourself not your external accomplishments. So another way to determine what it is you want, it's often a lot easier to figure out what you don't want. Sometimes that can help kickstart your brain. When you start thinking about what you don't want, then that helps you fill in the blanks of what you do. For example, if you're thinking about making a job move or a career move, Instead of asking yourself, what is it that I want to be doing? If that's too hard, ask yourself, what do I not like about my current job? One way to do this is to separate out the shoulds from the wants. 
What I mean by this is most people have an idea of things they think others expect of them versus the things they actually want. You may feel you should be more organized, you should go back to college, you should settle down and get married. But all those shoulds won't get you anywhere if you have no drive to do them. If you do manage to do them, the energy may wane and then you're back to the starting point five or ten years down the line. Get rid of your shoulds now so you can focus instead on what you want. Most people have trouble seeing which urges or shoulds and which are wants. Take a moment to figure out which is which. What do you actually want? What do you feel like the rest of the world wants you to do? Are you feeling pressure from your family, your community, your society, peers to do something they feel you should do but don't feel passionate about? If it's not other people's expectations of us or wishes for us or even what we project they want us to do, it could also be fear that keeps us from knowing what it is that we really want. All people have these intangible abstract fears. That's part of having a human brain. Many people are afraid others won't like or respect them, that they're going to be broke, they won't find a job, have friends, they'll end up alone. That's always kind of your brain's worst case scenario is that you'll be broken alone. To get at what you want, you need to suspend those fears briefly. Just for a second. Fear can control you and keep you from what you want. One thing I like to do and have clients do is make a list of all the things you want despite your fears. So you can imagine taking up all of your fears and wrapping them up in a nice little box, setting them aside. You can have them back later if you want them. And make a list of everything that you want. Don't let the fears get in the way. What would you do if you weren't afraid of what people thought? If you were afraid that you would run out of money? If you were afraid of getting hurt mentally, emotionally, physically? <laughs> what would you do if you weren't afraid of failing? Make a list. If you'd like an extra challenge, another assignment that I love to give clients is to make a list of 50 things that you want to be, have, or do. So nobody else is going to see this list. This is purely for you, so don't worry about what other people are going to think. Make a list of at least 50 things that you want to be, have, or do. You'll find that probably the first 10 is pretty easy. The next 10 are a little bit harder. And by the time that you get to the second half of the list, it's going to be a lot harder. Keep at it. You don't have to do this in one sitting. Some people take days. <laughs> Some people take weeks. That's okay. The whole reason that I set the bar at 50 is because it's hard. And because the first 10, like I said, are going to be like, oh yeah, no problem. I knew that I wanted that. But the last 10, that's where the gold is. That's where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I do want that. I totally forgotten that. It's like your subconscious lets things out that it was afraid to. Okay, so kind of a shorter episode today, but really what I want you to think about anytime that you're feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know what I really want. Is this something that I actually want? Is it an internal thing or is it an external thing? Is this something that other people want for me? Does this feel like a should? Imagine setting the fear aside, getting in touch with yourself and asking yourself, what is it that I really want? And seeing what comes out. 
Sometimes you have to ask that question a few times. What is it that I really want? What is it that I really want? What is it that I really want? And without being in a rush, without being in a hurry, write down what comes out. You might be surprised. I hope that you'll be surprised, pleasantly so. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Drop me a note, send me an email, let me know. Let me know what comes out. I love hearing about people's secret dreams. That's one of my favorite things. And if you'd like to book a consultation call and talk all about where you are, what's working, what's not working, where you wanna be, and how I can help get you there, even if you don't quite know what that is yet, go to my website. It's coming up soon, www.amandaryanfair.com. Book a call and we'll talk. If you found this podcast helpful, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Go ahead and send it to a friend while you're at it. Thank you. My mission in life is to liberate women from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their fullest, most joyful lives. If you'd like to learn more about my work, check out my website at www.amandaryanfear.com, where you can find links to join my free private Facebook group and to learn more about working with me.